Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Thanks for joining us. We have another amazing guest today. But before I get into that, please give us a subscribe, give us a like, give us a share, turn on those notifications so you know when new videos drop. It's really important for the channel. It also keeps you up to date of everything that we're doing here at World at War Comics. All right, without further ado, today we have veteran writer Steve Stern. Steve is the co-creator of Zen, the Intergalactic Ninja. Um, he has been writing Zen for 30 plus years. During the 80s, writing that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ride, um, Zen at one point was all the rave. Um, they had action figures, they had video games, and also several different issues of Zen. Some of those issues, specifically issue number one, is worth an upwards of $1,700 on eBay. Good luck trying to find one that's for sale. Um, and if you are able to find the Nintendo Game Boy um, video game, those are going for an upwards of six dollars to $8,000, and those are almost impossible to find. Um, so Zen's been around for a very long time. He's been writing Zen, like I said, for 30 plus years. Hard Bounty is one of the newest uh, graphic novels that he had just came out with. Um, and right now they have a Kickstarter going on for the next adventure of Zen. Um, so sit back, relax, enjoy our interview with Steve Stern. I think you're going to like this one. All right, everyone. Talk soon. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Today we have a special guest, veteran comic book writer, creator, Mr. Steve Stern. Steve, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for having me. You've uh, got a great show and I uh, couldn't be more pleased than to be here. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to have a veteran like yourself on the show. Um, you've accomplished quite a bit over the last four decades, you just told me. So yeah. I think maybe we could just jump in if that's okay, Steve. Uh, let, let's go way, way back. I mean, um, when did you start reading comic books and what comic books had an impact on your life at an early age? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, okay, so I'm like seven years old. Yeah. Uh, my parents take me to the, the Bronx uh, to visit my maternal grandmother. Okay. And uh, they want to occupy me a little bit because I guess I was kind of a restive kid. <laughs> and they buy me this thing that I'd never seen before yeah. called a comic book <laughs> at a newsstand in the Bronx underneath the elevated train, the what's called the L, right? Yeah. So the book happens to be Superboy. Nice. Well, they hand me this book. I open it up and something akin to love at first sight <laughs> happens. Something explodes, hopefully not an aneurysm in my <laughs> in my head. Yeah. And I've described this to people. It was like love at first sight. Yeah. You know, the 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 colorful spandex clad super powered boy like me super boy right and and here many 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 decades later i'm still doing comics so yeah. it was a magical thing it's been a, a passion that i've sustained their life that's awesome steve yeah i mean we we all have a beginning somewhere and it's so cool to uh to see at such a young age the impact comics had on you and you know, as I'm reading Zen, and we'll get into this, but as I'm reading it, you could tell the passion is there and the joy for writing. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that it was your first experience. And then, you know, was there a time where maybe you kind of fell away from comics for a while? Obviously, you got into, you know, a different type of profession, or did you kind of maintain uh, collecting or reading throughout all those years? 
Well, no, I've always been a comics fan, and to this yeah. day, every Wednesday, I'm in, <laughs> in the comic book store, right? And um, of course, I did other things. I mean, I had to make yeah. a living. For sure, yeah. And, Unfortunately, and, people don't pay us to read comics. I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my uh, chosen profession was advertising. Okay. I owned a, an ad agency in the Princeton, New Jersey. And we had some major clients like the Singer Sewing Machine mm. Company, Rosenthal, China, medical firm Beckton Dickinson, and many uh, hayband menswear, which was these polyester pants that were advertised uh, in Parade magazine oh, that went yeah. with the Sunday newspaper. So uh, I was in the, the ad business when I uh, created Zen and we'll get it. We can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what, what year did you uh, uh, create Zen? When, when did it start coming? Cause uh, yeah. was there a time where you created the character and there was a, a kind of a lag before you actually put it into a comic book? Well, okay. That's a, a bit of a convoluted story. Okay. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back <laughs> like when I was in uh, uh, college, uh-huh. just getting out of college, I had my first comic book stories published. Okay. Uh, they were published in these black and white kind of horror magazines uh, called Psycho and Nightmare. Uh, the company that published them was uh, Waldman. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were sort of like creepy and eerie, but it was yeah. Psycho and Nightmare. So what would happen is you would submit a brief synopsis of a story to yeah. the publisher and the guy's name was Hershey Waldman, right? <laughs> in in Midtown Manhattan, you'd yeah. send in the little, little paragraph. And what, what Hershey would do is he'd invite artists into his office. Uh, most of them, of course, they lived in the New York area. Right. And if, a, if an artist sparked to your synopsis, then you would be told you could write the full script. Oh, wow. I was really fortunate. The first two guys to uh, spark to my stories. One was Mike Kaluta, mm -hmm. and the other was a guy named Jeff, both amazing artists. Yeah. So my first stories were published like in the, I guess like the early seventies, right? Yeah. And one synopsis that didn't get any traction with any of the artists was a little story called Zen. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what happens is this, uh, the story is sent back to me. Uh -huh. I put it in a suitcase, right? And then a couple of years later, my wife and I move up to uh, Maine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it was a personal decision. We wanted to get out of the hustle and bustle of the New York metro area. And I moved right. my ad agency up to a town called Auburn, Maine. Mm -hmm. I have very, very good lifelong friends up there right yeah. and uh so i restart my ad agency up in maine mm -hmm. and one of my prospective new clients is called cody's old-fashioned ice cream uh -huh. now that may sound like a little <laughs> funky thing to you but let me tell you yankee magazine which is the arbiter of all things cool yeah. in, in new england uh -huh. called called cody's old-fashioned ice cream quote unquote the best dance <laughs> in new england wow. so this was seriously good stuff right yeah, so i go yeah. to their office uh the owner uh, nancy cody i meet her lovely lady and i see on her wall 
all of these amazing pen and ink drawings. And yeah. I say, Nancy, uh, who who did these? And she said, oh, that's bad. And then she says to me this key thing. She says, Steve, if you use Dan to be the artist on all our newspaper ads, you can have the account. So, of course, I'm not stupid. I immediately said, yes, plus I love the guy's work, right? Yeah. So a couple of days later, I meet Dan. Up, He's up in his uh, attic art studio. And uh, we get talking. We talk about the ads. But then it comes around to the fact that I've had a background in comics and and Dan says, man, I've always wanted to work on a comic book. So I said, I think I have something for you. Now, the reason I had the Zen story for him is, like I said, we had just moved to Maine. Yeah. As I was unpacking this, this is true, the, the suitcase that this story was in fell open and out flies the story. <laughs> Okay. I look at it. I say, Zen, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty cool. Too bad nobody ever wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, so when I meet Dan and he wants to do a comic, I said, I got something for you. Next time we got together, I showed him the Zen synopsis. He said, yeah, let's do it. I wrote up the full script. And and that's 1987. Wow. Wow. First issue of Zen is self-published by Dan and I yeah. in November of 1987. Mm -hmm. Something I should tell you about that book. Yeah. Dan worked in uh, airbrush. Okay. You know, the old fashioned oh, yeah. airbrush. And it took him quite a while to do this book in glorious yeah. full color. But then when, when I printed and I found out the cost differential between printing the book in color and in black and white, I decided to do it in black and white. But there was also a secondary reason beyond cost, which was this was at the exact time what was known in the industry as the black and white revolution or explosion. I think, I think they called it the black and white explosion, right? <laughs> yeah. Because of the turtles. Oh, the turtles yeah. came out and white, and suddenly there were all these black and white books. So I said, yeah, it really behooves us to publish it in black and white, and, and we'll save a lot of bucks on the color printing, yeah. right? So in November 1987, issue number one of Zen comes out uh, in black and white. It was 10 years later on our 10th anniversary that for the first time ever, we published that story wow. in its full, original, glorious airbrush color by Dan Cody. Wow. Wow. And then who is the publisher, that first publisher that picked we, it up? Zen Comics. We self-published oh, self -published it. Very yep. cool. That's but awesome. I will tell you this, back in that day, and it's still kind of like that today, although it's much more complicated in terms of the distribution, it was mm -hmm. still di Diamond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, distribution. So, you know, we printed up some samples of the book. I sent it to Diamond and went through the whole process and they uh, accepted the book, right? Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't put an ad in it. It was just, a, you know, a, a no paid ad, just a solicitation. And at the time, because of this whole black and white interest thing going on, we got, I think, like about 3,500 orders, which I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> it was really good at that time. It might even be good at this time. But, uh, but then um, I did something that took Zen to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I know, so by preempting you without even asking the question. Yeah, I'll yeah. Tell you, no, I'll please, tell yeah. You, I'll <laughs> tell you what it was. Now, now I, I owned an ad agency, right? So I knew yeah. how to promote stuff. Yeah, um, that's a great skill set to have when you create your own comic book. Yeah. 
it's still and it's still like For a sure. great skill set, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's this service that to this day exists. It's the uh -huh. preeminent distribution service for uh -huh. press releases. It's called PR Newswire. Mm -hmm. So I had put out over the years, many, many releases for my clients on PR Newswire. And, you know, PR Newswire electronically disseminates releases everywhere from, you know, New York mm -hmm. Times, uh, you name it, Variety, all yeah. the TV network. OK, so I decide I'm going to. You know, OK, so we got thirty five hundred orders. So I said, let's see what we can really do with this thing now. <laughs> so I write a press release for myself okay, yeah. about this new comic book mm -hmm. and the the hook of the release is that well you know superman is an alien he's from krypton but he looks human yeah now we've got a new comic book alien hero who really looks like an alien <laughs> yeah definitely and and the the cover which i'm sure you've seen of, yeah. of zen that iconic first cover that dan yeah. did uh, was part of the release. It's called like a photo release, right? Uh -huh. So I sent, I pay the money, I send it out. And when you put out a press release, you're never quite sure what's going to happen, what kind of traction. Yeah. So about two weeks later, a business associate of mine calls me up and says, Steve, you better go down to the newsstand and pick up USA Today. Yeah. I go there and the front page of the life section, which is the entertainment section. I open it up and on that front page, biggest life is the is the release. Wow. With the with the photo of the cover, right? That's huge. I have to yes. <laughs> it's the reason I'm talking to you today. Yeah, yeah. Had I not done that, I don't think any anything would have happened. But I did do it, and I had some luck. And you got to have luck in this life. And, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, and and uh, what happened is within days, yeah, everything exploded. Wow. Within day, within mere days. That's awesome. Licensing everything. Yeah. Do you still have that uh, newspaper frame somewhere in your place? I I've got it packed yeah. away. I've moved yeah. a lot since then. I've, yeah, of I'm course sure I've have. got it. Of course yeah, that's awesome. And how many of those uh, black and white 3,200 uh, copies are floating around, do you think? Well, all I can tell you is this. Um, if you go on eBay, mm -hmm. one that's in really good condition will be at least $1,000. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. But yeah. that is not that is not the most valuable set. The number one uh -huh. is, not, is not the rarest issue. Yeah. And, really? that, and I'll tell you what the rarest issue is. Please, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, well, this gets us into the fact that, and I knew you were going to ask me about this anyway, that right as we speak, uh -huh. Zen's, after you know, 36 years of existence, yeah. right now, the Zen's first ever Kickstarter is live. Is live. Yeah. And the Kickstarter is called Lamore Supreme's Zen. Mm. Now you might say, who is Lamore Supreme? Yeah. Well, here's another story I must tell you. Yes, please. So, <laughs> in, in, in 1995, I'm back on Long Island in New York, and I'm I'm a native New Yorker. A lot of people can hear that in my yeah. accent. I I don't hear anything. But anyway, so I'm walking in a mall, the Green Acres Mall on Long Island, and at the end of like a corridor, a hallway, I see this guy airbrushing T-shirts. Mm. 
and the work just like stuns me. Yeah. It's amazing, right? So I go up to the guy uh, named Joel, okay? And I say, hey, Joel, uh, have you heard of Zen? It's this comic book I created. He said, yeah, I have. I said, Joel, would you like to work on a Zen comic book with me? So we did. Uh, it, it, we worked on a three-issue series. Mm -hmm. Well, it's called the Rawhead Saga. It's 71 pages of story. Right? Okay. So we do this. The books sell out. Uh, this is in the mid-90s. Um, and then Joel moves on to bigger and better things for him. Mm -hmm. He becomes L'Amour Supreme. He renames himself L'Amour Supreme. Oh. And he's a world-renowned pop artist whose work has been exhibited, for example, in galleries in Berlin. Oh, wow. <laughs> Akon, Tokyo, yeah. right? So I reconnect with Joel about a year and a half ago. And I said, you know, the only complete comic book story you've ever done uh -huh. is the Zen, the Zen story. <laughs> and I introduced him to my publisher, Ken Levin, who we'll talk about a bit too. Yeah. Ken's a really interesting dude. <laughs> and uh, we decide that we're going to publish Lemoore Supreme Zen. We're going to take that 71 page story of like remarkable sequential art, right? Yeah. yeah. And and we decide we'll we'll incorporate it into Zen's first ever Kickstarter, which launched on the first of this month, June. And so mm -hmm. we're like, uh, what, 11 days in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Doing quite nicely. Um, but I have to tell you, uh, if you haven't seen this guy's work, yeah, <laughs> you got to see it. And you can see it. And you and the, and again, the, the Kickstarter is live. If you go to like, you know, kickstarter.com and you just search L'Amour Supreme Zen, you yeah. find it, you know, man, I'll give you a link or something, but, but uh, very exciting, very, yeah. very exciting. So, so getting back to when I said to you that uh, the number one issue of Zen <laughs> as valuable as it has become, is not the rarest and hardest to find issue. Let me tell you what is. Yeah. Right before we did this three issue series mm -hmm. called the Rawhead Saga. Okay. Uh, Joel, now Lamore did a cover for me it was the cover of issue six it was the variant cover of issue number six mm. in, in the current series so we called it 6a uh -huh. so the, co the cover of 6a is the first ever il comic book illustration that joel did at least for zen okay oh wow. that that book is virtually impossible to find outside oh, the hands wow. of serious collectors. Uh, every so you know how I, many were produced when you did produce them? I, I, I've been asked that, and I haven't been able to lock in on that number yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But whatever that number is... <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> it's rare. It's like, so if yeah. you go on to, um, like, eBay, uh -huh. you know, you can get... There's maybe a dozen copies of the number one ranging from thousand dollars on down a bit yeah it's not even one of 6a oh. nor is there any 6a anywhere <laughs> I, you know all the all the online sellers yeah. of comics nothing i cannot find one 
Oh wow. <laughs> well, do you so, have one at least for yourself? Yeah. You want oh, okay. you want to see you want to see it? Oh yeah, if you have it, that would be amazing. Oh, can yeah. You, can can I step away of for course. a second? Of course, Steve. Yeah, that's awesome. This is this is the book. Take it out of the bag. That uh, people should be on the lookout for. Yeah. Oh wow. Was oh, it a like a hologram cover? A foil? Uh, yeah. The, the, this. Yeah, that's foil. Yeah. Wow, that is beautiful. You see that? Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, I can see why is, it was so popular. It's yeah. Beautiful. Well, this book just sold out. In, so so the inside of this book uh -huh. is by another artist. Okay. The, the the first book that Joel did the entire book is the very next book that came out where we started an, another series and it is called Number One. But uh -huh. this 6A is the book people are wow. trying to find. And I've got, <laughs> I, I think I have five of them. Yeah, you better hold it. on to those. Oh, yeah. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couple more years, you might be able to retire off of those. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's incredible, man. How exciting is that? It's it's super exciting. Yeah, it's super yeah. Exciting. yeah. Well, before you got into the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, there was a video game made of Zen as well, correct? Two video games. Two. Uh, so there was two separate video games? Yeah, one is an NES, an 8-bit. Uh -huh. It was the last 8-bit that Konami did. And uh -huh. by and large, people think it's the best 8-bit game ever mm, wow yeah. uh, uh and, and then they jumped to 16-bit technology so they were probably already dabbling with that right yeah. so there's that game uh -huh. and then there's the handheld game boy game uh -huh. that and oh so <laughs> the 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 zen nes game uh-huh right uh in really good condition it's like five thousand dollars <laughs> go, go look on ebay you'll see that's crazy that. man it's i nuts. know i know game collecting is huge though so it doesn't surprise me yeah doesn't surprise yeah, yeah there's wow. uh there's uh, a number of them that are on well not that many but a few of yeah. them are on sale on uh on uh ebay right now but i think 4500 is about where it's at yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess if you're a collector, you'll, you're willing to pay that, but that's a little, uh, little out of my range for a video game, I think, but man, yeah. that's exciting. <laughs> well, I've got one or two of my own, but I'm not buying one right now. For that, no, exactly. for that money either. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's exciting. I mean, how, I mean, you must've thought that this thing, you hit the peak, right? I mean, you got a successful comic book. It's yeah. being turned into video games. I mean, that is well, every, I think, comic book creator's dream is to have that kind of success, Steve. Well, you know, we had toys. We have a whole line of action. Oh, I've seen some of the toys. I don't own one personally, but I, I've seen yeah. a lot of the toys. And I mean, I got to get my hands on one for sure. I'm hoping that oh. they're not $1,000. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they're fairly pricey, though. Are they? <laughs> so, so, you know, there were the two video games from Konami. There was a yeah. line of action figures from the Just Toys company and there uh -huh. was also an amazing final model kit oh, wow. uh, by a guy designed by a guy named sean nagel who did mm. uh for the same company uh the spawn vinyl model kit so oh that, wow that also you know people are yeah. trying to collect that none Absolutely. of these things are, none of these things are cheap <laughs> yeah yeah i would think so so that was probably late 80s when the um the figures no, came out maybe 
uh, early to mid nineties or oh, okay. the, the major activity uh, mm -hmm. for Zen at that juncture was uh, early yeah. to mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy time. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, exciting too, right? I mean, the... yeah. it's pretty crazy yeah. right now too, though. Well, oh, I know. I we'll, we'll talk about now because I think yeah. it's starting to pick back up again and there's a lot of talks. I don't want to get oh, yeah. too far ahead of it, but I, I think in the 90s, too, you came very close to an animated series, if I'm not mistaken, right? We came close to th both an animated series and a feature film. Oh, okay. Uh, the animated series was going to be done by a company very well known at the time called Ruby Spears. Okay. And they unfortunately went out of business before oh. uh, we could have our series. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, two... Two times Zen was optioned for live action film. And uh, in both of those cases, the films en ended up not happening. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. Hollywood's pretty crazy system, as you yeah, might imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will tell you, just fast forward it to, to today, I've just completed, along with a, a writer, director friend, um, uh, a, a, a new screenplay. Oh, wow. That. Uh, our uh, yeah. publisher who is also uh, one of the key guys in like streaming media yeah. uh, uh, is going to, you know, be taken around. Oh, and wow. I can, I can talk in a little more depth on that if you want, but. You know, oh, absolutely. I mean, let's talk about it. Cause I think that is super exciting. I mean, you have this, uh, this current Kickstarter going on and uh, yeah. I think a lot of people probably have already read Zen or have heard of Zen. But if yeah. they haven't, right, and you're you're we're trying to get the the news out there about this Kickstarter, I think you need to I think you need to the history of this product in addition, um, where this brand is going, right? And especially if it's being shopped around for another yeah. movie. I mean, you yeah. want to get on this Kickstarter right away because you might be onto something, right? If you're a collector. Right, right, right. Oh, absolutely. Uh and, and by the way, um, Everybody sh should want to own this uh, hardcover or softcover Lamore Supreme Zen yeah, because yeah. the art is phenomenal. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. But getting back to the the movie, so okay, our, our um, publisher mm -hmm. uh, is First Comics, and this is the very first comics that back in the day did Badger, oh. uh, you know, and and many other books uh american flag okay yeah. uh and and uh the the publisher himself is a guy named ken f levin mm -hmm. uh if you watch uh the boys on amazon prime uh you'll see him listed as one of the executive producers mm -hmm. uh ken was also responsible for the hellboy movies being yeah. made big fan of those uh, yeah. Uh, preacher on amc i think i met him back, at yeah. uh comic-con revolution wasn't he uh with you there he was there on one of the days yeah and you did yeah uh, yeah i came yeah. by and i got my autograph book and you introduced me and and there was two other gentlemen uh that were with you as well the twins uh, could have been the the twins the ewan twins who the are, ewan twins correct yeah they're comic book creators and actors yeah, uh, yeah. one of their more recent forays was on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were on yeah. the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, right? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Ken's a very interesting guy. Um, uh, you know, he, he 
started the first comics back in the day and then mm -hmm. restarted it in the uh, around 2010 or 11, okay. which is when we did the deal and brought Zen into the first comics fold. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, we're in very good hands in terms of the potential of at long last having a, a, a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It would be nice. It would be yeah. nice. Uh, uh, this <laughs> would be really see, cool. To see Zen in live action on the screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the style of writing. There's uh, obviously there's the action of it. There's uh, a sci-fi element of it. But there's a humor element, too, that I wasn't yeah. expecting which I really enjoyed it, um, you know, you. going through hard bounty as I was reading it. I was like, this is a lot yeah. funnier than I was expecting it to be, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and by the way, the art in that book is nothing to sneeze at either. No, it's not by, at all. It's Absolutely. by Mariah I mean, I'll give Michaels. A, just a little bit of an example there, but I mean, it, it's beautiful art. The writing's incredible. And like I said, Thank if you. you're into like a sci-fi slash action um, because he is a ninja, right? So there's a lot of fighting scenes, but there's also this humor element that I just yeah. got a kick out of. I just really enjoyed it. Well, you know, thank you. Thank you. And I mean, to me, you know, Zen is is uh, uh, kind of an iconic character. He's super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, yep. People always <laughs> say, wow, Zen is one cool alien hero, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I guess, you know, if I if I could be Zen, I would. You know? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm all of us, right? Near, near <laughs> cool enough to, to be that. But by the way, the artist on that book, Marat Michaels, uh -huh. has worked on things like Deadpool Core for Marvel. Yeah. He's a, he's a good friend and an amazing uh, artist. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Th and that, by the way, the, that book you have there, that's one of the very last copies of the second printing. The first printing sold right out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll have the remaining few copies uh -huh. that we have at Comic-Con, which is coming, you know, in San oh, Diego, yeah. which is coming up in uh, like a yeah. little little more than a month from now. And then yeah, we'll have to right. go back to, to print on <laughs> that. Uh, and, then, uh, and then obviously we're not going to have a Lamore Supreme Zen in time for comic-con but yeah. you know for co conventions soon after that uh, i think that book will be available that's incredible that's incredible so um you know you, you talked about several different artists and as a writer um how important is it that the artist and you the writer really have a good understanding because in comic books right you're you're limited to panels and you can only really say so much, right? Because yeah. the art needs to tell a portion of the story too. So as you are partnering with an artist, and especially Dan at the very beginning, how important was that relationship between you and him in order to tell the complete story, right? Because the, the art needs to tell a portion of that story too in comic books. Oh, absolutely. Well, I always, I put it this way that the uh, artist is the director. Yeah, there you go. I like it, that. It's just like, you know, a screenwriter writes a screenplay, sure. but it's the director who puts his stamp on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's always that way. And, you know, over the years, yeah, I've worked with, uh, I don't know if I could say hundreds, but dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens of different artists because the mm -hmm. demand for Zen books got to a point where it was impossible for just Dan, Dan to do it. And, yeah. and, you know, in addition to people like Marat, uh, Bill Mouse uh, has done a lot of work on mm -hmm. Zen and will be doing more in the future, uh -huh. uh, but so many other artists. And of course, we were very fortunate 
uh, to get a J. Lee cover. You may be familiar yeah, with the issue that has that. that chromium J. Lee cover that that book is also kind of sought after. Yeah. And, and you may or may not know that Mike Mignola early in his career did a cover for us. I did not know that. Wow. Yes, he, yes, he did. Wow. That book is very hard to find. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam Keith did an amazing Ooh, uh, cover for us on the Zen Earth Day annual that also would, has been turned into a 3D book. Dan took uh, a year out to figure out 3D. And that oh, book wow. is a perennial seller because kids and adults, everybody loves 3D. And it's got the yeah. red and blue glasses that <laughs> come with it. And that, that'll be with us at all the conventions. Oh, that's so cool. That yeah. Really so cool. yeah, may, uh, may, and I'm sure, you know, I'm neglecting the names of so yeah. many amazing artists because it's been a lot of years. But one artist I should mention mm -hmm. is the late, great uh, Ross Andrew. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was growing up, I loved things like Metal Men. Yeah. And, and Ross, you know, created visually Metal Men. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, so you you do know that there was a, a run for about a year and a half of uh, Archie comics. Right. Yeah, I did hear okay. about that. Yeah. yeah. And the Archie comic deal was done to support the video games and the mm -hmm. toys, meaning we had this environmental theme. OK. In, OK. In the, in the video games, the comic book from Archie and the toys. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I meet the folks at Archie and one day they call me and they say, Steve, uh, you know, we have to select an artist to work on the art, our books that I, I wrote, right? Yeah. And they say, what do you, what would you think about if uh, Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito, his inking partner, mm -hmm. worked on this book? I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's yeah. not exactly what I said, but something like that. Yeah. And the thing is that uh, Ross, it turned out, was big on UFOs. Oh wow! He was how like exciting for him. He was like a ufologist, and so he wanted dearly to work on Zen. So I remember driving out to this diner on Long Island and meeting Ross <laughs> and Mike, and I was like freaking out because <laughs> to have one of my favorite artists yeah. uh, working on that I wrote on a character I co-created with Dan was like awesome. astonishing. Yeah, and uh, it turned out uh, I was the last person to talk to uh, Ross before he passed mm -hmm. away. We were on the phone late one night mm -hmm. uh, discussing the book we were working on, and the next morning I heard that he had had like an aneurysm. Oh uh, no! Passed, yeah. and I did speak at his uh, funeral. But I tell you, it was uh, amazing. You know, Zen has been such a blessing to me. Uh, yeah, there's no way to express it. I mean, if you could, uh, I mean, it's every, any comic book fan growing up reading comic books, right? You, you always kind of play around with, man, one day I would love to create my own comic book, right? And it starts off like that and it falls off yeah. for most people, right? Because it's yeah. not easy to create a story and characters and all that good stuff. But then you get to the point where you can create a character. You just hope you get an issue out, right? But yeah. then that'll be almost 36 years or 40 years later and your character is still going strong and even yeah. having... A somewhat of a comeback i mean steve that's i think every comic creator's dream is to have a character that is as long lasting as that i mean that's yeah. dc that's marvel that's uh that's image comics now right they just hit their yeah. 30th anniversary right i mean that's that's pretty impressive 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I consider myself very fortunate. For sure. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, in this life you need, one of the things you need is persistence. I Absolutely, think Calvin yeah. Coolidge is yeah. known for one thing. He said, persistence is the key to, to life. Yeah. And, you know, like anything else, you have to have some talent. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, 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 and so, you know, some creativity, but you have to be persistent. And, you know, I've just always loved Zen. Uh, you know, he's such an iconic character mm -hmm. and the way he came to be created was uh, very uh, providential, very serendipitous as I explained. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll ride this wave as long as I'm alive, I guess, you know. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder too, you know, uh, in the news, we're hearing a lot of uh, news around UFOs. Yeah. Like all kinds of crazy stuff, like little leaks are coming out of the government. Now there's a whistleblower talking about what's been really happening at yep. Area 51 and other places like that. So I'm wondering, right, with this resurgence and then all that happening at the same time, this doesn't just catapult it. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure you thought about this as a marketer too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, today, today, uh, my latest Instagram post shows uh -huh. one of the set of 34 collectible Lamore Supreme cards uh -huh. pulled from these issues. And it's it's about one of the two aliens who runs the underground kingdom in these books that's creating alien human hybrids. Okay? <laughs> that's uh, so cool. But but I should tell you that wait, you know, back in the day when Zen was really red hot, yeah, uh, I was on a lot of like these overnight radio talk shows. It was a guy named Long John Neville, who was very big at the time. Yeah. Uh, like Art Bell. Art Bell, I've heard, yeah. Recent I'm... incarnation of him. So I mean, people thought these guys were crazy. I bet you they're all going, we should go back and listen to some of these. They might have been onto something. Oh, yeah. So I was on these shows, and oftentimes uh -huh. I, uh, callers would call in, right? Yeah. And they would tell me that Zen was real, <laughs> that, that I've been channeled to uh, condition the people of earth to the fact that there are good aliens yeah okay awesome. and and you know who am i to say that isn't possibly the case, <laughs> maybe <right? laughs> but, either uh, way that's a, a great next chapter in a, a zen comic that's for sure oh yeah well i already you know uh by the way i've written uh, uh the sequel to hard bounty it's called oh, bounty wars right nice and uh that may become the subject of the next Zen Kickstarter, if we decide to do another Kickstarter. But yeah, no, no, there's there's plenty of story ideas still <laughs> in the works. It just doesn't, does not stop. It does. It just, no. I think you're going to have to sit in front of the news, which would pad it in the paper and write all this stuff down every single night, because there's a lot of good material coming across that I think is perfect for a character like Zen. Oh yeah, one of our uh, fans uh, texted me links to this new phenomenon, the, the Las Vegas UFO sighting. It just oh. happened a day or two ago. Oh, wow. And so, and so, so you see something in the sky, yeah. and then there's reports of like an eight-foot gray alien walking through Las Vegas. So yeah, I'm still <laughs> looking into it. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's awesome, man. Yeah, How yeah. fun, though, right, for all these things to be happening at the same time while uh, you're working on, on Zen. So that's well, incredible. Yeah. I mean, I what always, great timing. Timing's I everything, always, right? Sometimes. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, timing and luck. Luck, yeah. If you have those sure. two things working for you, you're going to do probably okay. Yeah, exactly. Life. Unless you're a really bad person. And yeah, the yeah. Karma is just uh, coming at you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's too much, man. That's too much. Well, I wonder with the success of the first video game and the talks about a possible movie, have you been shopping it around for like a part three of a video game or you haven't got that far yet? No, it's funny you ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, about a year ago, we uh -huh. were approached by a fellow who was a big Zen fan, uh -huh. who is a video game developer uh -huh. and lives in the Ukraine. Oh, wow. wow. He started the game. We got copious notes and diagrams from yeah. him. Every so. But we say, look, uh, you know, take your time. Yeah. You've got a bigger problem than getting a <laughs> couple this, things going on in the backyard, this, I think, this, right? This game done. But this yeah. guy, he's so dedicated and so creative. He puts up games on Steam. Uh huh. And uh, I think they're available for many platforms from there. So right now, we're just hoping he's okay. Yeah, for sure. We haven't communicated with him uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say this when the day comes that when the new Zen video game comes out from our Ukrainian uh, yeah. game developer, it's going to be a great day because, you know, yeah. we're all rooting for Ukraine too. For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting to to have another game coming forward too. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now with uh, PS5 and some of these Xboxes, I mean, the graphics are just next level. I mean, you could see what uh, a Zen game would do today. I, I know it's uh, there's just well you know uh, Zen has had like you know obviously we, we've had periods where there's been a lull but yeah. we've never been completely out of the picture. Sure, yeah. I would say that right now we're we're you know we're edging towards a, a new kind of a peak right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Kickstarter has a lot to do with that. We've had yeah. quite a bit of uh, coverage on it, and and there's still a lot to come with like 18 days left. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in the, we're 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 seventy percent of our goal yeah. now, and uh, you know, I think we're going to soon, you know, cross that Rubicon and, and go yeah. on from there. You got seventeen days left on a on a, a crowdfunding uh, event like that. I yeah. feel like you don't want to jinx anything, but you feel like you're in pretty good shape if you're that far along. So. Yeah, uh, we are. We, we are. can help pull a, a few dollars closer to that because we certainly want to see the success of that that Kickstarter. I, I, I personally went on and I, I'm a backer, so I can't wait to get my uh, my and so and then we'll make sure that we put the link in the, the comment section below. That way people could just click it real quick and go right to it. And then we'll blast right. it all over social media. I would love to see you uh, pull through and I can't wait to read the next uh, uh, the next edition uh, of Zen. I mean, that would be really cool. Tom, that's so, that's so kind of you, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm so happy that we met at the Comic-Con Revolution right yeah. there in Ontario. And uh, yeah, well, the best is yet to come. That's what I always say. And uh, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be very interesting the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So well, much. is there anything else that uh, maybe we're missing that you kind of have mm -hmm. an eye on that you're allowed to share? I know there's probably things that you're working on that might not be at the the place where you want to share, but is there anything else that maybe we could talk about? And you got the Kickstarter. 
Um, we mm -hmm. talked about the possible movie that is being right. shot around right now. Right. We talked about the video game with the developer in Ukraine. Right. What else is going on with you, Steve? Right. Well, isn't that enough? Isn't I that think enough? That's <laughs> that is definitely plenty. I just want to make sure that yeah, well, there's something else right. that you want to throw in there, right? right. I mean, are we getting well, back into action figures uh, with a, a future Kickstarter possibly or... Yeah, well, you know, we, we start to get approached by different people. You know, yeah. we're in kind of a different world now than we were back in the the 90s, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so anytime someone approaches us with an idea for a, a product uh, yeah, or, yeah. you know, some something along those lines, we consider everything. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, you know, choreographing the Zen franchise is... Uh, <laughs> It's a pretty daunting process because oh, we do so. get approached by many people. And yeah. uh, I did, I think, you know, I did mention that there is uh, the sequel to that book you have in front of you. That's right. Uh, and Matthew, when do you think that's, that will come out? Well, that what we're going to decide is if we're going to run a Kickstarter for that or just do the book. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's that. There's a couple of other things uh, in the works, but you know, I, I probably have told you everything I'm allowed to yeah, yeah. To, to to talk about uh, at this time in terms of that. But uh, I'm having fun, and uh, you know, so grateful that you've given us this uh, platform here. Absolutely. Do you think there is uh, maybe not a monthly issue, but like a floppy, a, a single, you know, issue? kind of like in the old days when you first started or will everything come in like a graphic novel form moving forward you think well you know that's that's a good that's a good question because the market changes yeah it changes uh, i heard uh, i heard talk that people were thinking about doing floppies still but much yeah. thicker ones like 40 page floppies yeah yeah uh, uh I, I don't get involved in those decisions thankfully our publisher who knows what yeah. he's doing in that regard uh, takes care of that stuff um but something else you know i i, I like doing is i write these uh, short stories mm -hmm. uh, and then then the uh they just have a couple of incidental pieces of like pencil art with them and the latest one that we did was called welcome to paradise city yeah. Uh, and we probably have a couple of copies of that left and that'll be at Comic-Con. Okay. Um, uh, but back back in the day, I came up with this idea called uh, Zen Illustrated Novellas, which was basically a prose story with some art. Right. Uh -huh. So I remember. So these books come out, bring out a few of them. They do nicely. And then uh, Marvel comes out with something called Chillers. <laughs> which is the same thing. Same thing. Was, you know, right? uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, it was just in the zeitgeist or somebody saw saw this. Uh, and, Let's just and, say and, that they're copying you, Steve. I think that's okay, sounds... okay. If you want to say that. But I do have some uh, other uh, of these prose books in the works, and they're not all written by me. There's uh, some other folks who have expressed the desire to write them so yeah uh, yeah so there's plenty going on I mean, yeah um, yeah it sounds like you got your hands full for sure i do I, I do not only that but you know i also own this company called storyboard graphic novels oh. uh which you can go to storyboardgraphicnovels.com and i started that company a decade ago mm -hmm. and screenwriters producers directors uh, even actors 
give me screenplays and okay. we turn them into comic books and graphic novels. Oh, and I've been cool. doing that just because, you know, I'm not busy enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, between, between Zen and, you know, I do have some other books that I do, like the frickin' butt kicking zombie ants, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is in, in, uh, the in the stage of being pitched for uh, animation so yeah, i got i got i got more than i probably have more than i should have on the plate well, but zen's good. zen is number one and Very nothing good. is more important right now than making the kickstarter you know as big a success as we yeah can absolutely well steve i can't tell you how happy i am to uh, see you again to talk to you again i really enjoyed uh -huh. the time that we had at comic-con revolution thank you yep. for bringing me through all your history. I know we covered a little bit of it at Comic-Con, but it was much funner being on this uh, this program to hear your story. And uh, we're here for you. If there's anything that we could do to help push this uh, across the, the finish line, we're here for that. We want to see you be successful. And uh, man, I, I would love another opportunity to meet with you down the road whenever that next Kickstarter starts. And let's just, let's see if we can't do this again. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, we don't live all that far from one. Are you in the Ontario area? I am. Yeah. Are you yeah. in the West Coast now? Yeah, I, I'm in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're not that far apart. Yeah, you're not. I, I live near Palm Springs, actually. Lovely. All lovely places. Yeah, oh, we'll get together again for sure. And thanks again, Tom. You're an awesome yeah. guy. Yeah. And a no. great, great podcast. I, I'm telling you, you're doing fantastic with it. Well, I appreciate that, Steve. And it's great guests like that that make it happen. So. Really okay. appreciate it. I wish you the very best. We'll make sure we put the link in the comment section so people could find the Kickstarter very easily. And uh, until next time, my friend, uh, you have a great week and we'll talk very soon. Okay, Steve? Thanks Thank you, Tom. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Got it. <laughs> Bye-bye.